Okay, so welcome back to the Business Bubble, everybody. This is a podcast that talks about business and uh, finance and marketing and real estate and basically different types of investing and um, being an entrepreneur as well. Uh, why do I make this podcast? Well, basically because I want to become somebody out of myself. I am a 22 years old and I really just want to end up somewhere better than I am right now. It's not that I don't like it or I don't enjoy it because I've been very blessed by God, thankfully. It's that there's a lot of room for improvement. And I think that people, humanity as a whole, always looks to a better end, a better future and a destiny. And I think I'm I'm not the exception because I really want that for sure. Uh, So, yeah, we basically just talk about different things uh, regarding different subjects like marketing and finance and and business all these things that I've been talking and uh but mainly I also am running well trying to build a business with uh, other co-founders right now it's called Hubble and it's basically a company it's a freelancing company for students that lets them uh fulfill these kinds of very digital and punctual tasks for small to medium-sized businesses at the beginning because we really want the businesses to be able to get the thing that they want and that they need for the lowest price possible and that is basically attainable with a student so that is our business model i guess and we get a like a little commission for every transaction that's basically a thing um so yeah but that's not what we're going to talk about today what we're going to talk about is about startup ideas okay so I'm a guy who I'm always kind of thinking about, um, you know, the world of how can I profit from something? How can I make money? How do I create a sustainable business from an idea? Because, you know, ideas come and go, but you should have, you should put your money in an idea that you're very capable and excited and that you really want to spend a lot of time in. And also, I mean, that that's pretty much like the decision and then you have to put in the exec- the execution and the hours and the time and the hustle that's the most important part now if you don't like the idea or if the idea is sort of like dead because let's say you want to like read minds i mean it's not very realistic <laughs> or maybe you don't really like the idea at all so you won't put the hustle you won't put the work and the execution and it's not going to work so well, I've been trying to like find different startup ideas right now. I love the idea of Hubble, but I'm just saying like in case it doesn't work, in case for some reason I put it all into it and I really go to it and just somehow it just doesn't click or or I don't know, they kick me out of the company or something, which I don't think will be the case. Uh, well, maybe I should be thinking about different things. Also, it's very healthy to be thinking about different ideas and startup models. So this episode is all about that. Now, if you guys don't know what dumb money is, well, it's actually a concept, but dumb money is also a channel, a YouTube channel that uh, uploads videos that have to do with investing. So they're basically th- three guys that they sold off their startup, their, their company, and now they are just dedicated to investing. So they invest in various different interesting opportunities that come up in their lives. And uh, it's sort of like a vlog type of deal. And sometimes, well, right recently, they just put up uh, videos with CEOs, like interviews with CEOs of potential startups that they want to invest in. So one of those 
uh, actually the three, yeah, the three of them. Um, I I watched them all, and I thought they were amazing because the founders, the the ideas, the business themselves, they are blooming. They they are great. They they're promising, and I really wanted to just kind of tackle that in the sense of how does that bring value? Why do I see it as a valuable thing? And how can I connect that with what I'm living right now? So uh, the three startups were Hitch, Credo Foods, and Listing Spark. Now I'm going to go first into Hitch. So Hitch is a pool writing between Austin and Houston at the moment. But they're trying to make it a pool writing between cities that are nearby. Like, for example, maybe, mm, I don't know, like San Francisco and Los Angeles, even though it's like, you know, quite a ride, <laughs> like eight hours, I think. Uh Maybe San Francisco and San Luis Obispo. That's like four hours, right? Because it's in the middle. Um, but what we're trying to do right now is to replicate the model that has been working with Houston and Austin into Dallas because it's like the most obvious city that's going to go next, next, right? So what they're trying to do right now is to replicate it. Oh, but I haven't told you about the, the model. So the model basically is there are people who basically ride from one city to another either way because of like work or or family or whatever and they have this space in the back of their car that they're not using and there are people that use the bus system you know the mega bus system and they don't live a very pleasant experience in the bus system it's very cramped i mean for people in costa rica you guys are probably going to know that bus systems are not usually the best it, it's something really good you know that we have but it's not usually the best. Like, we could do better. <laughs> and this is what the founder, Kush Singh, which, by the way, yeah, Kush, <laughs> just like weed. Uh, he's 20 years old, dude. It's pretty amazing. He he explains it in such an amazing, thorough way. I really recommend you guys to look up the video and watch the whole interview thing. Um, so, so what he talks about is that it's basically an Uber, but for longer distances. And it's very different than Uber because the people their target audience or their target customers are very different. They are not focusing on in-city because Uber basically demolishes everybody that goes in-city. Uber or Lyft, right? They're the competitors there. Uh, they weren't, They want to be doing it in a more larger kind of like bus system. So they want to kind of replace the bus uh, by using cars. You know, people in the United States at least, uh, they really double down on highways and automobiles because the, I don't know why, but I think like at the time they were really hanged with the idea of, whoa, that's so cool. An automobile. I want to buy that. I want to ride it myself. I want to have my car. So they, they really double down on it. And it, it just it's reflected here in Costa Rica. It's not the case here in Costa Rica. Public transportation is huge. It's very big. Everybody uses it. Um, it's affordable. Yeah, I guess. Well, some sometimes, usually, usually, it's kind of, kind of it's kind of getting a little bit more expensive. But the thing is, uh, what Hitch does is that they match the people that are going to go to these cities, and the people that need to go to these cities, so that they don't have to take the bus, and they basically get a commission from that transaction. Now, what it's very interesting is that the the strengths. Oh, I'm going to go by the way for strengths, opportunities, weaknesses, and threats. So the strengths that they have is that they're very reliable. You know these these trips that people do, the drivers do. They usually do it on a weekly basis or monthly basis. So maybe it's because of work, maybe because of family, maybe because of um, a project. 
they usually do this in a very frequent iterations and times. And that that makes it very, very reliable as a company because you always have people that are traveling. Uh, and uh, another of the strengths are is that it's a better alternative than the one that they have already, which is the bus system. So the bus system, everybody is very cramped. It's kind of, you know, humid and hot and, and, and it's a huge line and uh, you're dropped off at this specific place, which is not very conventional, uh, which is very conventional, I'm sorry. And it, you don't really get to like decide a lot of things. <laughs> a great thing that they did for their marketing is that they went to these bus stops and they handed them like sort of survival kits. So the survival kit basically had like towels and, and like hand sanitizers and things that said, and, and a really nice card that said, congratulations, just survived the bus system or the mega bus, whatever. Uh, use this next survival 404 code, whatever, uh, so that you can get a free ride at Hitch or like a discounted drive at at Hitch uh, for your first drive. So it's it's amazing. It's genius. <laughs> I love that. They basically targeted their, their, their target audience, right? And they gave something that was very hilarious, very nice, and that... 100% converted to their needs. So I really like that. Uh, okay, so we're going to go to opportunities. I think that there are a lot of opportunities in the States. Maybe not as good as Houston, Austin, and Dallas, but there are some obvious ones. Kind of like, you know, as I was talking, Los Angeles, San Luis Obispo, San Luis Obispo to San Francisco, and um, e- even cities inside of, uh, well, maybe, yeah, in, in California. Uh Maybe Boston, New York. That's an obvious one. Uh, you know, th- there are a lot of different examples that these guys can really tackle. And I think that's very great. I, I think that opportunities are there. Definitely there. Um, uh, so maybe some of the weaknesses that they have is that right now, based on what the founder uh, said in the interview, is that they have a lack of demand sometimes. So they have a lot of drivers that are doing this. And they don't have as much. I mean, they do have, but not as much people who want to travel. So so that's kind of a problem. Maybe they're going to be able to expand it or or I mean wait, when they expand to Dallas, maybe they will be able to satisfy that and um and just eliminate that weakness. So but what we're going to see and maybe some threats the obvious ones are Uber and Lyft. Now it's very interesting because the founder addressed these threats in a very interesting manner. So for example, Uber he said that Uber was mainly focused on in-city traveling, right? So that means if they invest money in a different model, in a different kind of travel, it's like a more long way, they would be cannibalizing their own market because if they spend money and resources on that and people and time, then they're basically letting... Oh, basically they're pumping up the price a bunch because they have to... Uh, they have to charge more for those long trips. And second of all, if they do that, they will be inevitably letting the competitor have a better advantage in the in-city, like Lyft, which is a pretty obvious competitor. So they're not doing According to the founder, they're not doing that anytime soon. And second of all, they just recently um, shut down Uber Rush, right? Because it just didn't work uh, the way that they wanted to. So that, of course, is, is going to, you know, th- that is some some big loss right there. And second of all, 
uh, Uber Uber Eats, right? Uber Eats also uh, basically proves again the concept of in-city traveling that it's their domain, <laughs> and they don't want to get out of there. So, so it's 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 very hard to liquidate out of in-city. Okay. So it's those are the, basically the main points that I wanted to talk about. Hitch, I think it's an amazing idea, dude. The guy is twenty years old. Kush Singh, Kush, Kush Singh, dude. This guy's amazing. I mean, like you listen to him talk, and he thinks about things twenty times deeper than you did. You know, like maybe you have an, a question, and he can give you the statistics and anecdotes and whatever that back up his answer. So he really knows. What he's getting into. He's a co-founder and a CEO. But what I'm amazed is that he's only 20 years old and he's already doing this. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm 22, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not comparing myself, but I'm just saying that's very amazing. That's that's amazing. Um, so the second company is Credo, Credo actually. Credo Foods. <laughs> and Credo in Spanish, to say it in a more Latin way, uh, Credo, right? And Credo means ethos, uh, the way your soul the purpose the the, the finality of your life what, what you're gonna do what, what's your what's your thesis in life and uh their thesis is that they want to uh, take everything into a plant-based uh consumption i'm talking about food of course so they want to take everything that has to do with with animal-based uh goods into plant-based goods and what they do their main product is vegan queso or vegan molten cheese uh, people in texas say queso i really don't like to say queso because i'm from costa rica and i know that it's pronounced queso so <laughs> i'm gonna say queso uh so they basically make vegan queso um and I looked up the recipe sort of in Google. How do you make vegan queso, right? Uh, queso. Ah. <laughs> because you usually think about how can you just take out the dairy from it, right? Um, so it goes like this. Place the cashews, nutritional yeast, lemon juice, garlic powder, salt, and pepper in a food processor. Repeatedly, oh, pulse repeatedly to break the cashews down until they form a coarse wet meal. Okay, so you got to push the crap. Like, like seriously just make it into a substance. Turn the motor of the processor on, taste the cashew cheese and add lemon, salt and pepper to the taste. It's just just that. <laughs> I don't know you could make queso out of cashews, but you can. So that's pretty amazing. And I think that it's it's interesting because you see companies like Impossible Foods and um, actually, yeah, the Impossible Burger, right? Uh, um, and and you see things like Beyond Meat, which had an amazing IPO, and they're doing great. And it's always sold out sometimes in Texas, which, which is just crazy. Um, they're doing great. And, and this just gets me to think that it's not only a movement now. Like people are actually putting their money where their mouth is right now. They they really want this vegan laboratory food instead of meat, which which should tell investors something, and it should tell people who are trying to make a business uh, something. Which for for example, it's me, me and my sister, right? So my sister, her name's Eugenia. She is uh, right now. What well, we are trying to uh, create a business or basically run a business. Uh, it's a food. <laughs> it's it's just cookies. Okay, <laughs> it's just cookies, and. We're starting out with chocolate chip cookies, but we've had a lot of uh, 
of people who are saying that if we create some sort of vegan cookie and, and types of vegan uh, you know, ingredients with, with tastes and, and different interesting flavors, they will way, way, way – they're more likely to put their money on that. And they are very excited if we can deliver that. So that's pretty interesting. I can see that from a very personal point of view, but I can also see it in these kinds of interviews, right? So, so you know, it's something else to think about if you're trying to go into the food sector. And it's not only because it's healthier, because it is healthier. Um, it's also because as restaurants keep popping up, they want to be able to dif differentiate themselves from others. They just want to be different, have something interesting or different or things that can uh, tackle a, a a portion of, of their target market. So that's very good. And the third one is Listing Spark. So Listing Spark is basically real estate selling. So you want to sell your house or you want to sell a piece of real estate, but it's in a do it yourself way in a sense that you can have all of the materials and the tools. They basically give it to you uh, when you pay for the thing. So they give you the cameras and lighting and the people and the staff and everything. But uh, you are the one who makes the decisions. You are the one who says where to put it up, where to put ads or how to do the video and things like that. Uh, but but you have all the, all the tools that you need to do it. So it's an interesting way to, to see it. However, I don't know if it's a very good investment because uh, the people have done money. They said that all of their investments right now in real estate and real estate tech, actually, uh, they have been negative. They've lost money on all of them right now. So they, I don't know why they like. I mean, it's inter it's an interesting idea. Maybe that's why they met up with with the guy. But but they've they've been losing a lot of money so i don't know if it's a very sound investment right now just because of the track record of past companies that look like that one or maybe they not look like that one but that have to do with real estate and tech so so i don't know it's something that you have to to think about and uh yeah so so i wanted to talk about these startup ideas just to like express a little bit more my my thoughts on the thing on the matter Get myself to really expand. I think that a very good thing to expand your perspective and your knowledge and, and the ideas that you can just pop come out with is to get yourself in uncomfortable situations or to experience new things in life. So a lot of these founders, right, they started their companies because they lived through a problem. And that's usually how a company starts. It, you identify a problem and you try to solve it. And that's basically it starts with the problem so if you are never encountering the problem then you will never have the business you'll never make up a solution for a non-existing problem um and i know that i'm talking like right now if i was looking for uh, an idea i'm i kind of am but i'm not because i'm right now trying to execute the idea of hubble so so not that much but but I just find it interesting, very, very interesting how people come up with new ways of doing things, of solving problems that I didn't even know were problems. And it, it, it just it's making me realize that I have to be thinking like this. right? I have to be thinking on problems and how to solve them, solve them with something unique, with a moat, right? As Buffett coined it, with something that is unique, that it's not very easily uh copied by other people uh so yep so i really want to be doing that i really want to do that 
I think this episode is just sort of like a review of the three interviews that I saw. Uh, really, you guys should check them up. They're just making these new kinds of videos on longer extent. They're, they're calling it uncut videos. So they are um, just posting them out right now. And I think it's a very great way of spreading new content and giving new amazing perspectives. Um, but really, guys, check it out. It's an amazing thing. And um, I don't know, say say something if if you like it, if you want to comment or whatever, you should, you should do it. So thank you very much for listening, I guess. This would be it for episode, I think, eight. Yeah, episode eight of the Business Bubble startup ideas. So thanks very much for listening. Take care. God bless you and bye-bye.